by gosh, by golly. Welcome back to Typically Hazardous. This is part four of Adventures in Christmas. I'm doing a series, and if you're just catching this one, there are three other parts so far. And we are talking today about the symbol of Christmas, mistletoe. There is, however, one teeny guiding Christmas tradition I find quite meaningful. Mistletoe. Now pucker up and kiss it, Bill. Mistletoe is this crazy symbol that is really mysterious, actually, that a lot of people just know as the kissing bough or the kissing plant. Mistletoe is sold everywhere you find it, and it's a symbol that actually has incredible and overwhelming power to it. Because here's the thing about mistletoe, is mistletoe is... Most powerful, I love when people just have something as a part of their daily life that they don't uh, know all the pieces about or they don't know all the background of. So sometimes when I hear people talk about mistletoe, it's like, oh yeah, it's the kissing plant, it's the kissing plant, which it is. And I'll explain a little bit of that (laughs) going forward. But really, mistletoe comes from two different words. The phrase mistletoe actually comes from the beginning or from the breakdown of two separate Anglo-Saxon words. One is mistel, which means poop. Okay, mistel, which means poop, and then tan, which means twig or stick. So literally, the word mistletoe means poop stick. So when you go to a Christmas tree lot and they sell you mistletoe, they are literally selling you a poop stick. Because mistletoe is not a flower, and it is not like one of those things you grow in your garden. Mistletoe is actually a parasite that comes out of bird's poop, lands on different trees, begins to grow, is food for many other animals, but it actually takes over as a parasite the other trees and plants on which it grows. So the druids used to have this ceremony, used to believe that it was a signature of two things. Fertility, because it's so growth-heavy, as if fertility is somehow connected to parasites, which parasites are very fertile, be careful of them. And then additionally, it's also a sign of friendship, which is actually one of the forgotten pieces, because the Druids had this symbol of fertility. They believed that the use of mistletoe would keep away evil spirits, and would keep away the devil, and would keep away bad things. The Christians... When they moved into England, they tried to ban it from decoration because they said, no, it's this evil druid, it's this evil spirit um, omen or something that they wanted away from it. But the power of it was that I think the Christians in York and the Christians all over Europe who were trying to ban mistletoe, they missed something because they were completely and utterly wrong. While they were fighting the mistletoe being used in any of the churches for decoration, the serving class of England was bringing into account the tradition that you and I know mistletoe to be used for. So check this out. While they're arguing over whether or not to use it, the serving class, which if you've ever seen Downton Abbey, you know who the servant class is. They wear the nice clothes, they work in the homes, they work in the big houses. The serving class used to hang the mistletoe above the door frames, and the rumor was that a boy could kiss any girl who was standing underneath the mistletoe, and if she refused, it was bad luck. 
Now, what he would do is he would pluck a berry from the mistletoe, which is actually the, the, the fruit of the parasite. He would pluck a berry from the mistletoe, and if he got the berry while she was underneath it, he got to kiss her. And then once the berries were all gone, no more kissing. But see, what's fascinating to me about the mistletoe is what this one priest in York did. This one priest in York recognized the power of what the mistletoe represented to the Druids, what the mistletoe represented all around this Christmas season, and what it represented even in the Anglo-Saxon phrase. It was a poop stick, a parasite that grew and was food and killed its host plants in many a case. This priest in York, check it out, he did a mistletoe service. While everyone in York is arguing over whether or not they can decorate their churches with mistletoe, he dove right at it and he said, I'm going to throw a mistletoe service. How amazing would that be if nowadays, instead of having Christmas Eve services, we have mistletoe services. He threw a mistletoe service, and you know what he did at the mistletoe service? At the mistletoe service, he brought all of the people who had done wrong. He brought up prisoners. He brought up burglars. He brought up all the bad people, and he brought all the people who had done wrong, and everyone knew it. And he used the mistletoe service on the Christmas season to pardon and forgive all those who had done wrong. You see, he took this symbol of friendship, this symbol of this poop on a stick to say we're going to have a mistletoe service and there will be no kissing. The only kissing will be that gentle and powerful kiss of forgiveness. And as a community, we are going to pardon you for your sins. Imagine that. Imagine being where you could stand in front of your friends and your neighbors and your enemies and the people who knew you and knew what you did and knew who you were and you had been marked as an adulterer and you, did, you had been marked as a thief, you'd been marked as a burglar, you'd been marked as a cheat and you have the spiritual authority of that city gathering everyone together and bringing you up front to pardon you and say not only does God forgive you but so do we. If there was a mistletoe service when I was in uh, my 20s, I would have run there. I would have crossed the country on foot to be a part of a mistletoe service. Because do you have anything that everybody knows you did wrong? Like, do you have anything in your life that everybody kind of sees you do wrong? Whether it's something you did to somebody, maybe you cheated on somebody. Maybe you were cheated on, and maybe you did something and everybody knows that you stole something or that you, you were a certain kind of person. For me, I think back all the time to my college self. I was a good guy who had a really, really douchey side. I was just douchey. I was just rude to people and said things that were uncomfortable and mean-spirited, and I just was trying my best to fit in and be funny and I want I was afraid and whenever I was afraid the way that I would make myself feel safe is I would lash out at people or I would hurt people or I would say something just so douchey man if there had been I wish there had been a mistletoe service where I could stand up and someone could pardon me for who I used to be see that is why I love mistletoe because it's poop on a stick 
And this poop on a stick, he's literally describing it as poop is what pardons you. All the crap you've done is now going to be pardoned so that the crap that you've done gets to give life to other people. It's a literal transformation and redemption of all the crap in our life. There's a passage in Psalm 103 that describes this beautifully of the mistletoe being a symbol of the way that you and me relate to God. In this passage in Psalm 103, verse 12, it says, as far as the east is from the west, so God has cast our sins from him. And it says, and he remembers them no more. I want you to know that no matter what you've done in your life, no matter who you are, no matter what you've got in the back of your mind or what's happening, every time you see a mistletoe, I want it to be a reminder, I want it to be an image that you see that reminds you that there is nothing you've done that God still remembers. For he stood in front of you and pardoned you. He pardoned you. He let you go free in front of everyone in your world. He stood and said, you are pardoned. That's how far he casts those things you wish were no longer you or no longer a part of your life. This mistletoe is a symbol of the forgiveness that you and I, this pardon we live under our whole life. But see, I think Christmas can have that power to it. I think the mistletoe, it can be a reminder of the fact that you and I were forgiven. But I think the mistletoe is also an invitation. I think this mistletoe, this ancient druid parasitic poop stick that hangs above doorways and people don't even realize they're hanging a poop stick in their living room can also be a symbol of an invitation. The invitation for you and me to forgive. The invitation for you and me to be like that priest in York where we hold our own mistletoe services. See, my invitation to you is that you would hold a mistletoe service in your home. And maybe you hold a bough of mistletoe in your hand. And you conjure up the thoughts, the names, maybe you even put up a photograph of the person that you carry a grudge for. A person that wounded you and hurt you. A person who cut you. A person who caused you pain. And you hold that mistletoe in your hand and you just say their name out loud. You are pardoned. See, that mistletoe can be an invitation that this Christmas, the gift that you give to yourself is to forgive, is to let that go, is to set that person free, is to pardon them, to no longer hold them responsible for who they were or what they did, but to pardon them and allow them to move on. Maybe you're not even in touch with this person. And maybe you're not even in community with this person or ever see this person again. You do it for you. Make that your Christmas gift to yourself that you forgive. See, it was Gandhi who said these words. He said, the weak cannot forgive. Forgiveness is an attribute of the strong. Maybe this Christmas, the invitation is that you move from weak to strong. 
where in the past you haven't been able to forgive. You just haven't been there yet where you're ready to let that go. You're ready to release that person of what they didn't do for you, release that person of those unmet expectations, release that person of the wounds that they caused you, of the way they betrayed you, and you just go, I just haven't had the strength to forgive them yet. But that this Christmas could be the Christmas where you embrace the strength and say, I'm gonna hold a, a mistletoe in my hand and have my own mistletoe service. And maybe you don't even say this to this person, but it would be hilarious for people to get emails and say, I held a mistletoe service for you and I've pardoned you from your sins. Yeah, I want people to get emails. I want you, if it fits and if it's natural, for you to send emails. You can even do it over Twitter if you want because no one will know what you're saying. I held a mistletoe service for you and I've pardoned you. I forgive you. I'm letting it go. Every time you see a mistletoe, I want you to see it as an opportunity and an invitation to just forgive this Christmas. It was Maya Angelou who said this, give yourself a gift. Forgive everybody. Give yourself the gift of forgiveness and forgive everybody. Right now, as you're listening to this, you may have grudges against people you don't even, you don't even hold in your regular consciousness during the day. But if you take a second, you're like, yeah, I am mad at people. I'm mad at my boss. I'm mad at my mom. I'm mad at my dad. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty pissed at my brother for this. And I'm, man, I'm upset about this from this guy. And this guy let me down. And these people, and you could get yourself fired up. And I want you to do that right now. Let's just get fired up about some stuff. Let's just get going. Let's just figure out Let's have a mistletoe service right here where you are. You might be driving in your car. We're going to have a mistletoe service right there in your Prius, right there in your Honda Accord, right there in your Mercedes Benz. We're going to have a mistletoe service right now. You might be running at a gym. And your 24-hour fitness, we're going to have a mistletoe service right this very second. I want to invite you to bring to your mind that person, if you're ready, that person that you go, yeah, this person let me down. Yeah, this is the one person who cheated on me. This is the person who made my life hell. This is the person who wounded me. This is the person who lied to me, who betrayed me, who cut me deep. I want you to bring them to your mind. And then right here and right now, we are going to say in front of everyone that you can see, if you're driving in a car, I want you to look at it on the cars and say, you are all my witnesses. Say it out loud. You are all my witnesses. <laughs> if you have headphones on at a gym, trust me, everyone else has headphones on, just say it out loud. You are all my witnesses. I pardon you. I pardon you. You are forgiven. And let them go. No matter where that person is in the world, I promise you they won't feel anything. Nothing magical is going to happen. They're not going to feel a tingling in their hands. They're not going to feel anything. You are. Because you will feel the strength build within you that you have forgiven. You have let go. You have pardoned. You forgave her. You forgave him. You forgave them. You said, yeah, I don't need this. You moved from weak to strong. You're going to feel that build within you. And then I want you to follow these words of the Psalms that you casted as far as the east is from the west. And the next time that grudge surfaces, and the next time that anger surfaces or that hurt surfaces, you go, nah, I cast you into the outer space of my life. You don't belong here. 
Let that anger drift out into space like an astronaut untethered from a ship. And you just let it go and you just wave quietly and go, nah, that anger's gone. Nah, those wounds are gone. Nah, that, that stuff is going far away. And watch it drift into the distance because you have pardoned those who have hurt you. Let this Christmas be the Christmas that you and I embrace the invitation of the mistletoe. And together, we give ourselves and others the gift of forgiveness. As they whisper, Merry Christmas to you.